Today on episode number 624, we are talking one topic in depth, and that is show notes. Is anybody looking at them? What do they want when they look at them? How long should they be? What about my headline? It's all here. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 624. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast consultant, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I help you massage your message. I help you tackle the technology. I help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve and get you on the road to podcasting in the right way. You can go watch a bunch of old outdated YouTube videos from 2012 and steer yourself right into the wall or... You can join the School of Podcasting by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R, and get going in the right way. Now, today on the show, I'm going to help you save some time. We are talking about show notes. Do we need them? What's in them? Who looks at them? When do they look at them? We're going to get to all that in just a second, but I always like to start off the show with something that's encouraging, and that is what I call because of my podcast. This is simply somebody saying, look, this wouldn't have happened except I had a podcast. So for those times when we think, ah, is this thing worth it or eh, should I start one? Because of my podcast gives us a little gas in the tank, a little hope in our engine to keep going. And this is a cool one. Hi, Dave. This is Edward Schmitz from the podcast Vida nos Trilhos. Vida nos Trilhos. Come on, that's cool. <laughs> Different name, yeah? This is Portuguese, and I live in Brazil. Well, I never thought that I would have a story uh, for the because of my podcast, but I do have, I started podcasting in March this year, but on May, I was invited to give an interview on a TV show about podcasting and about my podcast. <laughs> it was very interesting. This would never happen if I uh, didn't start a, pod a podcast. Well, some of you might be wondering, what the hell is Vida nos Trilhos? The meaning of this is Life on Tracks. Yeah, it's a, a podcast, a show about personal development and high-performance habits. Pretty fun. I do it co-hosted with a friend of mine, which lives 400 kilometers apart from me. I live in south, in the south of Brazil, which is a city called Curitiba, and my friend lives near Sao Paulo. Well, that's it. I never thought this would ever happen. And by the way, Dave, I will see you at Podcast Movement. I already have my tickets and hope to see you very, very soon. I love your show, and I do wonder how many Downloads or listeners do you have in Brazil? Well, at least one of them, that's me. Thank you so much, Dave, and I hope to see you soon. Edward, that is great news. I will have a link to Edward's podcast out in the show notes. We'll be talking a lot about show notes here in just a second. 
but I will be at the, I'll be at podcast movement, mainly at the Libsyn booth. So please come hunt me down there as well as I will be doing a session with Jeff Brown from read the lead. We're doing a session on the beginning of your show, making a great first impression. And then of course on the 24th, I've got that whole Academy of podcasters hall of fame ceremony that I'll be speaking at. So looking forward to seeing everyone at podcast movement, check it out. Podcastmovement.com. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been mentioning that, hey, if people come up to you as a podcaster and say, hey, teach me how to podcast, mentioning that, hey, the School of Podcasting has an affiliate program. In fact, I just paid somebody $40. That's always makes me very happy because if they're making money, that means I'm making money. And I don't do Facebook ads. I don't do Google ads. I basically work through a referral basis. And here's a clip from Kim Kraji from Toastmasters101.net. This is Kim Kraji from Toastmasters 101. When I mention that I podcast, I always hear the questions. How did you get started? What do you need to get started? How much do you have to spend to get started? I used to try to answer these questions, but now I write schoolofpodcasting.com slash Kim on my business card and just to give it to them. That way, I know these people are getting the best answers to their podcasting questions from Podcasting Hall of Fame award winner, Dave Jackson. I don't always know the answers people need, but I can trust Dave to get them started podcasting the right way. And it doesn't hurt that there's an income stream from it either. When people start to ask you about podcasting, you too can get an affiliate code from Dave. Then when your friends subscribe to the School of Podcasting, you too can be confident that Dave's going to do the job. Your reputation as a smart networker will grow, and so might your wallet. If you want to sound great on your podcast, join Toastmasters. If you want to be an affiliate of the School of Podcasting, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash affiliates today. Thank you, Kim. What was so cool about that is I didn't even ask for that. She just sent it over. So if you want to make yourself rich, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash affiliates. Want to make Kim rich? Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Kim. Or if you want to make her downloads go through the roof, go over to toastmasters101.net. I, I was making radio shows for fun. If, if everybody does it, at least everybody I know, does, shut up. If there is one topic that almost every podcaster can agree on, it's that show notes are kind of a pain in the butt. We talk amongst ourselves about, well, how many words do I have to write? And I usually say, based on the Yoast SEO plugin, at least 300 words. And some people are like, ugh. And then other people are going the other way. I'm going to have the whole thing transcribed and put the 4,000 words in my show notes. And so we're not really sure what does and does not work. But the one question that I want answered is, well, before we go really digging into this, is anybody looking at show notes? And what I found about this, which is interesting, is I thought it was a yes or no question. And some of you did a very good job of saying yes or no, but a big chunk of you said it depends. And I'm not upset about that because every question in podcasting typically ends with the answer. It kind of depends. Now, I ran into uh, and asked 360 people. This is on different Facebook groups. You'll hear audio from the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. So you'll have the lovely background music from Books a Million. Not the best audio I've ever recorded, but it was a Zoom H1 in the middle of nowhere. So what are you going to do? 
Uh, you'll also hear audio from a Zoom meeting twice a month at the School of Podcasting. I do what I call uh, office hours. It's just basically open Q&A. And so towards the end of our meeting, I said, hey, everybody, answer this question. And so you'll hear that as well. But I'm going to start off with my buddy, Kerry Green. He runs the podcast Fast Track. Uh, they're an audio editing and things like that. They also do show notes. And so you'll hear Carrie's kind of just chiming in on why show notes are important. Hello, Dave Jackson. This is Carrie Green from podcastfasttrack.com and the Podcastification Podcast. Hey, I was just listening to your last episode and you said something about your question of the month being about show notes. And I'm not sure if you really want to air this or not. It's totally up to you because I run a company that provides show notes for podcasters. And so I'm naturally a little biased on this. So I'll put that right out there at the front. But I do want to answer also from a listener standpoint. I mainly use show notes as a listener when some resource has been mentioned that I really, really, really want to find or I'm interested in. And so my best practice in that is hopefully that podcaster has included those links and the actual notes in their media host account or wherever their feed is coming from. So I can just swipe to the description in my podcast app and find the link right there. And that's just a little tip I would give to other podcasters. If you're not mentioning, well, first of all, if you're not putting your show notes in your media host or wherever your feed comes from, you can't do what I'm about to suggest. But if you're not mentioning on your episodes that those links are available immediately in the podcasting app by swiping to the description, you're missing out on a great chance of immediate engagement with your audience because you're able to put resources in front of them no matter where they are when it's on their podcast app. They don't have to go to your website. They don't have to go to your show notes page. They don't have to go anywhere except to that description. And so that's the way I use show notes as a listener primarily is when there's links. A lot of times that's contact info for either the podcaster or their guests. I reach out to a lot of people who are doing great things because I want to know them because I want to be of a value to them because I want to, I want to, uh, you know, add to their world in some way if I can. And so I love receiving the opportunity to connect with those people And the show notes is really the easiest way because I don't know about you, but I can't remember every, you know, Facebook handle that somebody mentions on the end of a podcast. I just can't remember it. But if the podcast notes are there in the player, Man, I can swipe right there, see it, go to their website, save it in, you know, one of my, one of my apps so that I can come back to it later. So it's, it's just a great way to connect with the people as well. Now, having been a listener all these years, those are my best practices. But as a guy who produces show notes, I produce show notes, not just to make money, but because I believe they're very effective for building your listener base as well. We keyword optimize all of our show notes which I would recommend everybody do. You know, you know what people are searching for when it comes to your niche. So you write your show notes accordingly, according to the topic that's in the the post. And that's a way for your show notes to rise higher in Google search, Bing search, Yahoo search, wherever it is, so that people searching for that topic can actually find your podcast. Because as of this point, Google doesn't search audio. The day's coming, but even so, I think show notes are still going to be valuable because just like not everybody loves video, some people prefer audio, not everybody's going to love the audio search because it's going to be a little jinky at first and they're going to prefer text. And so show notes are still going to be valuable. So that's one of the many reasons if anybody wants to 
talk more about why Shinodes are valuable. I'm happy to do that. Hey, Dave, thanks for everything you do. Look forward to hearing your talk at Podcast Movement this year. I will be there and I hope to meet a lot of people there. Hey, God bless. Thank you, Carrie. And he actually sent that in just by recording it on his phone and then emailing it to me. And you'll hear Carrie in a future episode of the School of Podcasting because he sent in a cool because my podcast story. But Carrie has a great point. And my buddy John Buchanan from hatetowait.com, as well as the Brand X podcast, made that great point as well. Yes, I meant to say something to you about that. This is what I want when I, when, if you're talking about a story or something like that, I want that. And also, I want your social media stuff on there. So if I find a podcast I like and I want to interact with you, I want to be able to find you on social media. You should be, have your Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff on there so I can just click it from the app and then go to it and then try to follow you or something. But yes, I go for links and I go for social media and that's it. I don't need a blurb or anything like that. But I do go, if they're talking about, or if there's a video, they say, oh yeah, you should see this. Like the, the kid that uh, pulled over the, the, the bus and where were they at? I don't know. Were they, anyhow, the kid was running around, mother's on her phone. Kid climbs up, grabs a hold of this thing. They're in a museum. The bus falls. Other way, oh kid, yeah. It no. Breaks. The insurance company sent her a uh, bill for $132,000 for this bust. So uh, they said, there's a video. I said, I got to see the video. So then I go into the show notes, no link for the video. So now I'm on on Google, mother, kid, broken bus, (laughs) museum. And and I did find it, but like, it would be nice if I could just click there and then go see it. It, That would be nice. And and John, where can people find your podcast? Brandxpodcast.com. Oh, wait a minute. Let's go with Hate the Weight. The Brand X podcast is just me and a friend of mine just podcasting so there's pain in it. But I do, I'm really enjoying the uh, Hate to Wait podcast. Hate to Wait.com. 25 pounds down in a month. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So both Carrie and John brought up a point that I never thought of. I have my Twitter on my website and my Facebook and things like that. I've never put them in my show notes. And if you think about it, you're one click away from getting a new Twitter follower. And as uh, John pointed out, it's an easy way. And and Carrie pointed this out. It's a way to get that conversation going on whatever their favorite channel is. So I really like those tips. This is from Illiquity. This is, and that last audio was from the uh, School of Podcasting office hours that was recorded via a Zoom meeting, as was uh, this one from Illiquity. And she does the travel gluten free dot me podcast. I do usually. Okay. So what I'll be doing, and this is probably pretty bad. I shouldn't do this, but I have a long drive to work. And when I'm driving in the car and they'll be like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And, and they'll say, you know, it's in the show notes. So what I'll do is I'll like when I get to, well, usually I'll do it when I get to work. Cause I try not to do it while I'm driving on I-80, right. but um, I'll click on the link and I'll just leave it up in my Safari and then I'll go back to it later and then check it out. Or the other thing is, is I'll make like an audio note to myself to like check out episode, whatever in the show note links and I'll go back and it's usually something that's like a resource that I want to see, like get information from is usually what I'm going back to, to click on. Got it. What would you say makes bad show notes? Is that just it? When you go to, to a link and there's no link? Oh, no, bad show notes. And this is a teacher thing, I think, is bad show notes is when like you make one freaking big long paragraph and you don't separate your ideas and thoughts. <laughs> I hate that. Like from a teacher perspective, that just drives me freaking crazy. But the other thing is like when people just go on too long in their show notes. And I know I, so 
the, oh, actually, that was another question I had for you. I know one of the things is like they, the um, podcast catchers will like look for your thing based on your show notes and you want to put like a lot of keywords in your show notes or whatever. But like, you don't want to obviously put the whole transcript in there. So right. you should, do you want to put the transcript like in a PDF on your website or do you want to just put like the transcript in your, in your website somewhere? Uh, yeah, I would put the PDF either on my website with a link and then make sure the PDF has a link back to your website. Cause sometimes people will find the PDF and they're like, Oh, this is cool, but where did it come from? Uh, okay. So you want to make sure it's like, you know, this, you know, to hear this episode, to hear this podcast, click here and then have on your episode. If you'd like a transcript of this, click here. So they both point at each other. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put a transcript in a, a feed. That's just overkill. Yeah. Cause I've seen people do that and that I can't stand because then you can't find anything. Yeah. So I think, I think, I like it when like it's it's enough information where you can get kind of the gist of what the show is about, and then there's all the important links on there. That like if I if you say like hey check this out in the show notes and it's like a it's a resource or whatever information, then in person someone can click on that and check it out. Got it. And people can find your show at. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I should Ravelglutenfree.me. Ravelglutenfree.me. Awesome. If you want to win at slot machines, if you have a trip to Vegas going. You definitely want to listen to another member of the School of Podcasting, John, better known as Professor Slots. Here's his take on show notes. Does he look at show notes? Absolutely. Um, in fact, that's probably the biggest thing that kind of bothers me. A podcaster will, will say, and I'll put that in the show notes. And they it's don't. not there. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and I, I, I don't know. Is it not taken seriously by most. I mean, there's good reason to have uh, an image of something they're talking about or a link to something that they're, um, you know, some service or something. And if it's just not there, th- have other people noticed this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm usually like, oh, so, uh, and John, where can we find your show? Uh, professorslots.com. Everything okay. you want to know uh, about solutions to making a profit at slot machine gambling. I have said it in the past. I will say it again in the future. Every podcaster begins with the same two things. Well, I shouldn't say everyone. Actually, all of them. We all start with zero downloads. Some of us come with more of a built-in audience than others, but we all start with zero downloads and we have integrity. And things like that can damage your reputation because people, it's the boy that cried wolf. If you keep saying it's in the show notes and people check and it's not there and people check and it's not there, or in some cases, this is one of my pet peeves, when I go to the show notes and it's simply a link to your website, I share this with my buddy, Win. Hi, Dave. I do look at show notes. I don't know why I look at show notes, but one of the things, and I hate to be Debbie Downer here because I know you do this and a lot of people do. One of the things that I don't like is when people send me to their website and make me look on their website. Um, And just to put a plug in for your boss, one of your colleagues, Vaughn Walsh, his podcast, Today in iOS, is wonderful. He puts... Show notes galore. He puts links galore. And that's what I try to do with my show notes. I like show notes, but I do not like when people send me to their website. Sorry, Dave. 
Sorry, I just do not like that. And that's why I say that. And my podcast is still Ask When, not the Cracked Pen yet. Not yet. Thank you so much, Win. We're going to toss it over to Sean from Stories of Starters. Hey, Dave, this is Sean Washburn from the Stories of Starters podcast out at storiesofstarters.com. Before I answer your question, I wanted to say congratulations on your induction into the Podcaster Hall of Fame. I'm one of the thousands, I'm sure, who have learned from you, been encouraged by you, and launched a podcast because you gave me the courage and know-how to follow my passion and stop stalling. So thanks and well done. As for the show notes, for me, I guess it depends. I do look at show notes, but almost never on any app. Uh, When I do, it's usually when I hear something mentioned on a podcast that I want to follow up on, and I'll look at the website. So I'll make a mental note when I'm listening, or I'll put something down in Evernote, and I circle back around to check out either a link or some tips that someone mentioned. And if I've checked out that website once and I know they have show notes, I I have that in my mind too, so I know I I can always follow up. It makes it easy when, you know, if I'm listening to a later episode that's been recorded months ago and they have something like you do where you have a, a short link to the, the page, it makes it easy to find them as well. So so I don't always look at the show notes. It might actually be just a small percentage, but I can tell you that it, it, I've been frustrated sometimes when there's podcasts that I've followed where I have been in the habit of of checking back around on their show notes. And if they've switched their podcast player or their format so that so that those aren't there anymore, sometimes I'm like, oh, where you know where are they? But now as a podcaster, I can understand how I can maybe make it more efficient that way. Uh, but it has been frustrating sometimes when that when that's changed up on me. As a podcaster, I know that the show notes can kind of be like putting up the molding in a room after, that you've just refinished that you've spent so much work and effort on the actual guts of the podcast and recording and editing and all that stuff that sometimes the show notes may not happen. But as a listener, I find value when, when even with there's just something simple like links to what was mentioned in the episode or a brief summary or some, some main points or quotes, things like that. Um, it doesn't have to be much, but I really value when something is there that I can go back and check up on. So uh, yeah, thanks again for all you do, Dave. Thank you, Sean, for the kind words. And yeah, I'm with you. It is frustrating. And we're hearing this over and over and over. When, when people go to the show notes that do, we realize that, that they're not the majority, but when they do, and it seems like links seem to be a really popular one, anything like that, it kind of is frustrating. And so now we're going to go with me with my Zoom H1. I do, I moderate the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup Group. We meet once a month. Go to neohiopodcasters.com. And yes, I will have a link in the show notes for this. But we're in a books a million, and at times the background music was a little much. So question number one is, do you look at show notes? Yes, I do, because I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and they are talking, you know, so speech can be very fast. Mm -hmm. And they'll often mention things, and they'll say, oh, well, we'll just put that in the show notes and provide the link. So it's a great place to go to review the transcript and then also click on all the awesome links of places and people that they talked about. Okay. How about you? I love show notes. So you look at them all the time. Do you look at show notes, Karen? <laughs> I haven't you're, started. You're brand new. All right. That's okay. Um, when you look at show notes, yeah. what are, quote, good show notes? Good show notes. I personally like to have a transcript 
of the show. Some people like to do just a format like the timestamp in the podcast where something got mentioned. I think that's just too cryptic. Because when you're listening to podcasts, you might want to go back and review stuff, and then you can read about it. Got it. How about you? I prefer just a few bullet points. I don't even like when they do the timestamp because it's too official for me. I like to listen to it like a story unfolds kind of thing, but I like to know what they're going to discuss and to figure out if I should spend the time to even listen to it. Got it. And your podcast is? Becoming Ellie. It's for women over 50 who want to become fit and strong. And you can find that at? Becomingellie.com. I just listen to podcasts. You just listen. I'm a fan. I love those two answers because this goes to show you that you're not going to make everybody happy with your show notes. One person there wanted a transcript. The other person like, no, I don't even want bullet points. So keep that in mind. You're never going to make everybody happy. Here's another clip from the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. I do look at show notes because I love to read. I would rather read than listen to a podcast. Isn't that terrible? (laughs) So, yes, I'll I'll eat as many show notes as I can. And what do you consider then good show notes? Huh. Something that's going to anticipate all of my questions and give me even more than I was expecting. So like what like what's let's go to the opposite. What are bad show notes? Like when you go and you go, ah, oh, it's ugh. ones that are including way too many stories that have not too much to do with the actual topic. There are a lot of that uh, people go off on tangents a lot, and uh, what I like about the show notes is it cuts out all the crap. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Oh, and your podcast is my new podcast, Cozy Crib. Cozy Crib. How do you the spell that? C-O-Z-Y-C-R-I-B, and it is the ABCs of starting an Airbnb. Nice. And one more clip from the podcasters meetup. This is Kim from Toastmasters 101. I look at show notes when they're emailed to me. So when I get a newsletter, perhaps from the School of Podcasting or somebody else, when I get those, I will look at them then. I don't often go to websites, but I make sure that I have extensive notes on my website got it and so like on your app you don't swipe and look for show notes i will look at show titles but so many times on podcast addict what i get for show notes is comments call 888 and i get your phone number okay excellent and where can we find your show toastmasters101.net my podcast is toastmasters101 thank you kim and this is we're going to talk about different apps and how they display things. But this is where you want your media host to let you know uh, in Libsyn, they're called user agents. You want to be able to see what apps are people using to consume my content. Cause I know I do a show called the podcast rodeo show. And for whatever reason, I am like my top, like bar everybody else podcast addict. I'm, I'm super like, that's like a, way more than a majority on that particular show. So I might want to get a copy of podcast attic and make sure my show notes look decent on that particular app. So that's a, a reason why you maybe want to look at that. We'll get to that in a second. When we get into user agents, here's another uh, answer from the school of podcasting office hours. This is my buddy, Tim. 
Yeah, I do all my podcasts. Listen, I've got a 45 minute commute to work each way. So to, to and back. So I listen to all my podcasts primarily in the car. So for me, show notes or something, if it sticks and I go, oh, when I get to work or get home, I'll have to look at to look to follow links. So that's, but I don't look at show notes before listening to a podcast. I just look at the title and say, yeah, that's something I want to listen to or not. So for me, it's just a reference afterwards. And then when you look at show notes, what are you looking for? The links primarily. And and I liked what John said earlier about, and it gave me that absolutely I'm going to put my uh, social media um, yeah. in my show notes. I didn't, don't know why I didn't think of that. Before I forget, Tim, uh, say where we can find your show. You can find us at he said, she said movies.com. And that's why I always tell people you really should put some time into the title. And if it just says school of podcasting.com slash episode 16, that does not entice people to click. And for more information on headlines, Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash headlines. I've got a bunch of resources and some videos for there to help you create better titles, headlines, whatever you want to call them. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash headlines. And got one more. Hey, Dave, this is Lee with the Covert Nerd podcast at covertnerd.net. Yes, I think they are very important because like most listeners, we listen when we are doing something else. We're walking the dog, riding our bike driving in the car. And so if the host mentions, hey, I'll leave a link to the interview in the show notes, or I'll leave a link for that download in the show notes, when we have a minute, we can pull out our phone or get on our laptop and look at the link that they mentioned in the show. So it's very valuable in the fact that you can go back and find the specific information that the host was talking about and look it up. On a side note, the transcription of the podcast is, I think, not as important as those highlights and those links. But it's not bad to have that so you can get maybe some traffic from people that want to read it versus listen to it. So that's my two cents worth, Dave. Thanks for all the hard work that you do. And congratulations on being inducted into the Podcasters Hall of Fame. Thank you very much, Lee. I deeply appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's quite an honor. And uh, I am still trying to figure out what I'm going to do for a speech. I did find out my speech is going to be five minutes long. And the whole thing is that's not too much time. It's how do you squeeze 13 years into five minutes? That's going to be an interesting exercise. And we do, I know I said that was the last clip. We have one more and I'm using this one last. I had James Cridlin on from podnews.net a couple episodes ago. And here's a guy that just basically came in and immersed himself in his community. Find out uh, he had something to say in addition to what was already being said. He's got a podcast. It's doing great. And I asked him about show notes, and he was vehement about this. No, I never look at show notes. Oh, there you go. That was easy. Um, I, and not, not just that. I've done some research on uh, show notes. I've done some research on whether or not you can actually see them at all and whether any links in there are clickable and all of this. And I had a look at 19 podcast apps. And in most of the cases, you can't, they don't even show correctly. Um, in many of the cases, you can't click on any of those links. So from that point of view, you know, and, and in many cases, you know, they, it, um, the podcast apps hide all of the line feeds and everything else. So they're really hard to actually read. Apple Podcasts is particularly bad at it. Um, If you play a podcast that you've searched for rather than a podcast that you're subscribed to, because apparently that's different, 
Then it strips every single link. It removes all formatting. It's a real mess. I do full show notes for the Pod News podcast because it happens to be the same RSS feed. But probably hand on heart say I have never read any show notes. And also, don't even get me started on on uh, on chapters in podcasts because blindly that's a waste of time. If you're if you're spending any time doing chapters in podcasts, stop now and go and do something more useful like the gardening or <laughs> or you know clipping your nails because frankly you are wasting your time, sir. <laughs> blimey, <laughs> I love that. But James has a great article. It's uh, how podcast show notes display in 19 different apps. And yes, there'll be a link to that article in the show notes. It's over at podnews.net. And if you look at this, you will realize again that if you're a perfectionist, you're going to lose your mind because it's just not going to work. And what's really sad is HTML is HTML. You really should design an app to just read HTML and we've had people, uh, I work at Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It's a podcast media hosting company. Use the coupon code SOP free. And we've had people that said, look, your thing isn't displaying right in this app. And it's like, no, feel free to take that HTML and put it into anything else. And it displays fine. The apps 99% of the time have it wrong. And so I just, I'm here to say that if like, Hey, it's not looking right on Stitcher or it's not looking right. Oh, a- Apple iTunes desktop. Hoofa. So keep that in mind. Now there are some things that you can do to mess up your show notes. And this is, we're going to get a little geeky here. Be very careful about copying something from say WordPress or Microsoft word and copying it and pasting it into Let's say you're, or or whatever, you're pasting it into Libsyn, or let's say you're going from Microsoft Word and you're pasting it into WordPress. All these things, yes, are your show notes, but it's also your RSS feed. And so this is where what you can do is, let's say I was using PowerPress. Well, I might want to have my images and things like that on my website, but I might want to somehow in the 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 feed say, Hey, uh, images are at the website. That's actually a great way to get people to your website. So you might want to write a different description for iTunes than what's on your website. And you can do that in PowerPress. It's super easy with Libsyn because with Libsyn, your feed is typically not your website, although you can use your Libsyn website, uh, as your main website. But typically I like for me, my website is school And then I have a separate feed from, Libsyn, because if I ever want to redirect that, I can. I have complete control over my feed. So those are some things you don't want to do. It's where, hey, I want my show notes to look good. Well, make sure that your great looking show notes uh, also don't cause your feed to go bad. Like you don't want to embed a YouTube video in your show notes, because if that if that information is going to your feed, that could th- make things uh, very ugly. But James in his article points out that because these different apps just treat things differently, you might want to have, and he calls them word links. So let's say I had the phrase school of podcasting. I could highlight that phrase on my website and then make a link to school of podcasting.com. Well, depending on the app, because it's not actually showing the domain. Remember, this is just the words school of podcasting that that may not actually be a link depending on what app. 
So you might want to have both. You might want to have the phrase school of podcasting with a link to school of podcasting.com and then actually have the URL school of podcasting.com because many apps will actually take that link and display it. Uh, also realize that in some cases, the strong tag, which is kind of like a bold type of situation that some apps just ignore it. Yeah. I don't know. No real reason. Just nah, we're not going to use that. Thanks anyway for sending that over, but uh, no. So just keep in mind that some accent characters, bolding, things like that, headings, sometimes they just get ignored. And that's just the way it is because for whatever reason, people love to throw out the phrase wild, wild west when it comes to podcasting. When it comes to podcast apps and them reading HTML, it's for whatever reason became optional. So it is a little bit of the wild, wild west. So as we wrap this up, Dave, you didn't answer the question do I look at show notes? Yes, I do. I have probably like, well, here, let's just pull up my phone right now. I use Overcast. I have 127 episodes waiting for me to listen. And so there are times when I will go through, I look at the title. That is step number one. Does that make me go, hmm, I might want to listen to that. I then go in and look at the show notes to see what it's about. And then I decide if I'm going to play or not. But there are times when I can look at the show notes and go, oh, you know what? I've already heard this on another episode or something like that. And that's where some people freak out and go, wait a minute. Did you just say the show notes got the person to not listen? And I go, no, your show notes just save that person 20 minutes. And if I have two podcasts, one with no show notes that I have to listen to and go, eh, and then delete it. And I have another podcast that gives me show notes and I can decide right there. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to this episode. The one that makes me keep taking effort to then get punched in the face, uh, I, you're done. So that's where I really like show notes. If you can save me 20 minutes, I really, really appreciate that. So keep that in mind. What do I look for in show notes? Well, like everybody else. I'm looking for links. So if you're talking to an author about his book, I expect a link to the book to be there. I expect a link to their website if they have one. And hey, who doesn't have a website? I want bullet points of what you're going to cover so I can figure out if I want to listen to this interview or not. You don't have to tell me all the, the things. In fact, this is where Illiquity said she likes to do this with her show notes. She'll put like a tease. Learn how this person learned to turn dog poop into gold. You know, that kind of thing. There are people like, wait, what? He's okay, cool. I want to listen to this now. That's an old Steve Martin joke, by the way. It's not, I can't take credit for that. Uh, But things that are going to make people click, that's a great thing to do in, in show notes. So I'm looking for links. I'm looking for resources. And if you're doing a list, like the 13 ways that show notes suck the life out of you, I expect to be able to go to your show notes and see actually one through 13. Anything that you're expecting me to, to memorize or something like that. But I think I'm I'm no different than anybody else. A good headline is going to help. Uh, I like to have subheadings. I'm taking a course right now from Yoast.com. And they talk about one of the things that really helps in search engine optimization is readability. And Illiquity mentioned from TravelGlutenFree.me that if she gets a giant paragraph, she said, Hey, I think it's the teacher and me, but if I get one giant paragraph, I'm like, ah, that's not a, again, of course I'm a teacher too. My background is in, in teaching. But if I, if I can't look at it quickly and go, yeah, okay, this looks good. That's that helps that, that 
is a way to make your content stand out. Readability. So mix in some headlines. And the other thing about those, so subheadings is you can work in some keywords, which will also then get you more traffic to your website. If, uh, you know, for your show notes on your website. So that's how I, I look at show notes and uh, most of the no's in my little survey here uh, came from Facebook groups. And I think that a lot of that depends on the podcast that you listen to. So let's say I'm listening to it's uh you know, it's three guys, uh, one brain show and they're just hilarious. They're talking about the time with the orange Gatorade and they're just laughing it up there's really no resources there. There's no links. There's nothing there. Maybe just, they're going to say today we talk about orange Gatorade and the fact that, you know, Larry got hit in the jewels or whatever it is they're talking about. Okay. That's that blurb is going to get me to click play. And I really think that first paragraph is going to be key. And that's where it's kind of interesting. Kim mentioned that my first paragraph is comments 888-563-3228 because I always put that there because if you put your phone number in your show notes, of course, as we've just mentioned, depending on the app, you'll be able to click on that and actually call and leave me voicemail. And maybe I should put that, I don't know, in the second paragraph or something of that nature, but that's what I'm looking for. I, I am now maybe not going to write as much in my show notes because I write a book. Because I realize that there are a fair amount of people that aren't looking at this and all they really need are the resources that I mention. And so sometimes I'll actually write out what I'm thinking. I write almost like a script for my podcast because I also send my show notes out as a newsletter. And I don't think I'm going to do that in that format anymore. I'm going to to give people kind of a synopsis of the newsletter And I'm actually taking my newsletter off of automatic. I'm going to do that now. I'm going to set it up Sunday night to send out something. So if you want to check out the new newsletter that's coming, schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter. And yes, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. July's question of the month is, do you have a mailing list? We're going to talk a little mailing list. I'm thinking of topics that we all kind of like, oh, who do you use? I don't know. What do you want to do? And this is one we often hear. Do you have a mailing list? How big is it? I don't know if that's inappropriate to ask, but if you feel like sharing, that's cool. And how did you grow it to your size? What strategies did you use? And what company are you using? If you'd like to reply, simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. In the subject line, please put July question. And I do prefer them in audio. I read an article that said eight out of 10 people will actually read your headline, but only two out of 10 will actually read the article. So let's switch that to podcasting. Only two out of 10 will actually click play. So since we're talking about show notes, I definitely want to talk about headlines and I I can't overemphasize this. A great headline, a great title of your episode can really boost your downloads. Now, me personally, I don't put the episode number in my title. If I put it anywhere, I put it in the show notes because the title again is so important. Now, if you're one of those people like, nope, I got to have my number in the title, put it at the very end and abbreviate it something like EP 16. Let me give you an example. Let's say I interviewed David Chesson from Kindlepreneur.com. I could title it 
David Chesson interview. Okay, that's better than episode 16, which I actually see people do on a regular basis. But a better headline might be something like, would you spend $500 to earn $1,200? That's one of the key takeaways of that interview. So take some time to come up with a great interview. Now, if you like, look, I'm not a marketing person. I've got a tool. I'll put a link to this. It's called Fresh Title. And you simply type in a topic or an idea and it will spit out. Here are some good headlines. There's another great tool from Thrive Themes where you can put in multiple headlines and I'm actually testing this right now. It's actually pretty cool where you can say, look, use these three headlines and it will count how many times each one gets clicked. And you could say, look, after, let's say, 200 clicks, whichever one is doing the best, use that. That's a pretty cool tool. And I'll have links to all this stuff, you guessed it, out in the show notes. But I cannot overemphasize enough how important headlines are. And the other thing we should probably talk about here is the iTunes summary, because right now, as I record this in June of 2018, for Apple Podcasts, the iTunes summary, a lot of people think it's either the iTunes summary or your podcast description. They're both there. The iTunes summary, and my recommendation is make this two sentences, maybe three tops, but this is a really quick synopsis of what's going on in the episode. It shows up above the player in Apple Podcasts, and then your actual show notes show later in the Apple Podcast app. And that's one of the other key things here is this is only for the Apple Podcasts app. Then put your episode number in the episode number field. And likewise, do not put the name of your show in the iTunes title. So you have your title that all the other apps use, Overcast and Stitcher and all the other ones. And then you have your iTunes title that should just have that, that juicy, Oh man, do I want to click on this kind of title to it? No episode number, no name of the show, because the reason they say that is when you're looking at a show in Apple podcast, the name of the show is already on the page. You don't need that. And then the episode number you can put in the actual field that says oddly enough, episode number, and that will show up in the app. It's a little clunky that app, but That is what Apple wants. And so for the Apple podcast app, follow their directions because, well, they're telling you how to win in their app. But I just wanted to clear that up. A lot of people think it's either the iTunes summary or your description. They both show up. And I'll have a link again in the show notes to a graphic that shows you exactly where they show up, especially if you're using Libsyn. So that's the other thing. I think we've hit it all for show notes. If I were to summarize this now, I would say, again, have at least 300 words because really one of the key ingredients of show notes is so Google finds you have enough there. So people can decide if they want to listen or not. If you're going to have any kind of links, you can make word links, but you might want to consider having a section in your show notes that says links that actually has the website as opposed to having a word that you highlight and make an actual link. Those are my big I think takeaways from this whole thing, because that seems to be what people are looking for. Is there enough information here to entice me to want to click any kind of resources? Don't make me go looking for that YouTube video, put links there. And I think that's really all you need. I'm not really sure. Now we did have one person said, I love transcriptions, but for me, I'm not sure I'm on the transcription uh, train. And one thing about transcriptions, I did a test and man, this is the phrase of the day link in the show notes where I tested there's another media hosting 
company and I have uh, the history of six shooter on that. I'm testing them out because I test everything and they have a transcription service. And so what's interesting is that show is read from a diary already have a transcript. And so I read the transcript then had the media hosting company. In this case, it's Pippa. And I, uh, I then had them transcribe it. It was 70% accurate, which is not good. That's one of those where I'm like, I can type faster than that. So if you're looking at that particular uh, web host or media host and saying, oh, but they have this extra feature, it's kind of not really, in my opinion. And I have a video that shows that. And I use Microsoft Word to compare the actual transcript with the one that comes out of the automated transcript. So I hope I've answered some questions about show notes today. We've got some insights. We see that, yeah. Most people really aren't looking at them unless you say something important. That's the other thing I thought was interesting. So if you have any comments, you can call them in 888-563-3228 or just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. And that is going to do it for this episode of the School of Podcasting. If you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, you can subscribe and never miss an episode because next week we're going to have an interview with Kyle Gray, who said this. I've started to see a lot of traction. Uh, it, it takes about six months if you're really consistently applying yourself, you're producing something every week, and you've got alignment with an audience and a good way to retain the audience. There's a lot of, of different factors in play, but I think six months is is the minimum that you want to look for. Kyle is the author of the book, The Story Engine, an entrepreneur's guide to content strategy and brand storytelling without spending all day writing. Again, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe and never miss an episode. Everything you need to plan, launch, and grow your podcast is out at the website, schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up to save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next week, I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. Class is dismissed. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.